Okay, guys, we'll pick up from the very bottom of that the Yud Bet Amud Bet, uh, just the last line. Where the Gemara said, Amrle Rebizera le Ravasi. So, uh, remember, we're talking about this issue of um, the. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, the Shmita year and the eighth year, and how we have Hakel, that's still considered to be um, on some level the Shmita year, right? That's what we're talking about. And we says because you have uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, 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 the Tua that grew a third before Rosh Hashanah, so then that uh, counts as the, as the Shmita year produce and not, and not uh, eighth year produce. Okay, the Gemara says, Vildilma lo ayo kla. Maybe it didn't like grow at all. Rashi says, "Afilu lo hitchilu lit b'shel b'shviit kamarachmana mitzvah shviit limasheich isura ad chaga sukot milachrosh b'dikzor." Meaning, how do you know? How is it clear? Because nothing really in the pasuk indicated that there was growth in the seventh year. It just said something about the seventh year and eighth year instead of being some kind of overlap. So maybe it doesn't mean that there's growth at all. It just means maybe on the shviti year just happens to continue through sukkahs, like it is the eighth year, but like. It's also the Shmita year. Maybe that's how it works. So just continue to do the Shmita and keep going until Chag Sukkot. And here it means like through Chag Sukkot. But it says low Sagadaito. He can't think that. Why? Because the Pazuk It's the holiday of gathering at the end of the year. Keyword being Betzeitashana. I mean, it's the end of the year. So I mean, like it's not. Uh, it's not. A, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a new year. That's key. But what is Chag Hasif? Gemara says my Hasif. What's it been gathering? If you think it means the holiday that happens at the time of gathering, but it already is written when you gather in from your uh, what do you call it, granary and your uh, of your uh, wine uh, uh, press. So that they, those seem to be too repetitious for Chag Hasif to also be saying the same idea. Elamai Asif. So ironically, Gemara is going to say, what is actually Asif here? Katsir actually means harvesting. Actually means harvesting. Look at Rashi here. It says uh, right next to it, Elamai Asif Katsir. Ba'achikamar. This is what it means to say. Bechag Asherhu Ba'aspachat Ba'asachamin Hasadeh Asif Asherata Kotzerbo. It's like the gathering that you harvest. Eno Mishana Mishana Hanichnaset. That's not from the new year that's coming in. Elam Mishana Hayotzeit. That's from the year that is leaving. What's it teaching you here? That whatever you harvest for the holiday is previous year's produce. They're saying is whatever you harvested on Sukkot, or I guess right around Sukkot, is we know that there hasn't been a third grown, at least a third grown before. So we see it. is telling you that. If Asif doesn't really mean Asif, it really means Katsir, whatever you're harvesting at that point has to have been grown at least a third before the holiday, uh, before, or I should say, uh, before Shoshana, and therefore um, we see that that's what we know, that uh, a third grown before Shoshana counts to the previous year. Yeah. So, don't we call Chaga Sukkot, Chaga Asif, and Chaga Katsir too? No, Shavuot is usually Chaga Katsir. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the Gemara says, if you think about how it works, right? So the way they used to do things, right? They harvest things around Shabuot time, right? Which is pretty soon, a couple weeks, uh-huh. right? And then they'd leave all the produce out in the fields. It would all dry. Right. And then, over the summer, and then by the time Sukkot, they'd bring it all in for storage. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they do. That's the Asif. Okay, so Gemara says, so, okay, so you're going to say it's Katsir. So then we're going to have this idea that it's a, a third before Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's a previous year produce. Okay. Now, the Gemara says, uh, let's just... Uh, 
continue the reading. The Kimel Rambam they call Tvorish and Nixra Bechag. If you do it, should be a Shlish if they were Rosh Hashanah. So whatever was before a third before Rosh Hashanah, whatever was harvest is a third before Rosh Hashanah, and therefore they call it the end of the year. Okay. Now Amalei Rabbi Yirmiyah Rabbi Zera. So Rabbi Yirmiyah says Rabbi Zera as follows. Just a technical question. So can the Rabbanim really like establish what is a third grown and what's less than a third grown? Like that seems to be pretty difficult to sort of be so precise in the measurement. So Amrlay, Lava Minalach, uh, he says, I didn't say to you, don't uh, take yourself out aside from the to uh, aside from the halacha. What does it mean? Look at Rashi here. Lo tavik nafshecha bar mehilchada. It's a little further down. Le fakpik bishuor chachamim. Like lo tavik nafshecha bar mehilchada means like don't take yourself out of the halacha. Meaning stop having such questions about the chachamim. Let me explain to you what the chachamim know. Kol midot chachamim kenu. All the midot of chachamim, all the measures of chachamim have to be this way. Meaning if you're going to question this idea, can they tell what's a third, what's less than a third, more than a third? If you're going to question that, you're going to have to question everything. Why? Because everything works this way. But if you have a mikvah, a mikvah needs to have 40 sa'a of water. If it's missing one quarto, which is a very small amount, then it's no good at all. So you're going to have to be, at a certain point, you have to be very precise with the measurement. You have to trust that we're able to make those measurements. Uh, for example, another example. Okay, the size of an olive, right, the volume of, uh, not olive, the volume of an egg is make something tamay tumat ochlin for foods. It's missing one sesame seed of the volume, so then it's no good. Right? It's not, or just no good. It's not, not matame. So that's a, again, it's a minuscule difference. Nonetheless, furthermore, madras. If you have a cloth, like a garment, a material, three by three um, uh, finger widths, okay, that is matame madras. If you trample on that, if like say a zav or a need that tramples on that, it's tame. But um, but three by three minus one thread, and no metame measures. It's not metame. So meaning every single you can go through every uh, measurement like that, right? Every measurement is dependent on very precise measurements. So the same thing will be true here, right? A third grown, less than a third grown. You know, you, you can't start questioning those things. Gemara says fine. So Hadu Amr Abiyermiya. So Abiyermiya went back and said, "Lav miltahid Amr." You're right. That wasn't a thing that I said. I mean, when I said it wasn't good, it wasn't it wasn't a good statement. Okay. Because the the chaverim asked Rav Kahana the following uh, question, the following question. Okay. Omer shehikrivu Yisrael b'knisatan la'aris v'heichanikrivu. Okay, let's think like this. The Jewish people entered the land of Israel with Yoshua, right, right around Pesach time. So they had to bring the korban ha'omer on the 16th of Nisan. Where did that carbon omer come from? Where did that barley come from? If you want to say that it grew while in the possession of non-Jews, right? Because then the Jews came in and sort of took over. But you can't do that because the pasuk says, the pasuk says it has to be your harvest, the low You're not harvesting something that belongs to a non-Jew. The bar says, hold up. Wait, from where do you say they even, the sidebar, right? From where do you say that you know that they even uh, offered anything? Maybe they didn't offer the Omer that year. Maybe you just they weren't able to do it. Can't think that either. Why? And they said they ate from when they crossed over into the land from the day after the Pesach. Okay, the day after the Pesach. The, the, the indication is that from the day after Pesach, they uh, ate, 
but beforehand they did not eat. How did that happen? Why would it be? What's the scenario where until Pesach you're not eating, let's say, the grain, but after Pesach, after the first day of Pesach, they're not, they are eating the grain. How does that work? Well, it must be the Akrivu Omer Bahadur Achle. It must be that they offer the Korban HaOmer and then they ate. But again, we ask, Mehechan Hikrivu. Where did they get it from? Where did they offer it from? So Amar Lahem, he said to them, here's the idea. Kol Shalom Hevi Shlish Biyad Nochri. As anything that didn't um, grow a third in the hand of the Nochri, okay, that would be something that they'd be allowed to use, right? Because as long as they took over possession at the point where it crosses that line from less than a third grown to a third grown, that would be considered to be their possession. That would be enough. But it says, Maybe it was grown, and he just didn't know about it. And again, it's a sort of the same question, right? He's not really asking, he's saying, like, remember he, he was saying, oh, how did Chachamim know the difference between third and not third? So, okay, so don't ask, okay, and they said, you can't ask about that, because Chachamim have to know his measurement. He's like, fine, but I'm going to ask a question about the Jews when they entered Eretz Israel. Maybe they weren't aware. You know, they get to see this bar- nice barley. How would they know if the barley was a third grown and not a third grown, you know, from, uh, from before? How would they know that? Ella, before they took over. He says, maybe you're good, and they know. Ella, Kimlo, they rather, you must say that they knew. They had to be knew. So here too, they knew. Meaning, okay, so let's just go back again and say it like this. Um, if he's asking, he's trying to say it like this. He was, if he's asking the question, how did Chachamim know the difference between a third and not a third when it comes to Rosh Hashanah? So you, see, you can ask this, we can resolve that question in a certain sense, not by questioning the Chachamim, but just asking in general. We can resolve it by saying, we said the same exact issue when it comes to the Jews when they crossed over into Eretz Israel around the Korban HaOmer. We see that they offered the Korban HaOmer, and the only way it makes sense that they could offer the Korban HaOmer is if they took over grain that had grown partially in the possession of the non-Jews, and then they took it over. So must be that they had knowledge or understood that there was less than a third grown before and more than a third grown after. That they had to know. If that, and they, we, can, we can say that's what they knew then and they relied on that then. We can say the same thing over here when it comes to our, our, our discussion over here that it can be less than a third grown before Rosh Hashanah and then after Rosh Hashanah it grows past that point. Okay, that's the idea. So it's sort of like press that. Now, again, we haven't really written, talked about the issue of like why a third. Like we didn't really measure, like measure why it's a third, Dafka, but that sort of like seems to be not question about the Gemara at this point, but it's just an idea, so we see that the people knew, they, they knew. Okay, the Gemara says, He says, maybe it hadn't grown at all in the possession of the non-Jews. But if it did grow a quarter between, which is between a third or less than a third, they don't know, meaning... Okay, so let me see if I can, uh, does Rashi say something here? Look at Rashi. Dilmalo Ayel Kla. It's a little further down the page. Um, he says as follows. Badzgu ad shamatsu mitvua ad shalohi tchilo libashel kla. Maybe they dafka sought out grain, in this case barley, that hadn't grown at all. But if it came to grain that had grown partially, let's say like a quarter or something like that, they wouldn't know. Maybe, and again, so how do you know? Maybe they didn't. So, you can't, you can't think this idea that the Yidavka chose grain that had not grown at all before. How is that possible? Do you think? Because the Buzz says, Because they came, they came from the Yardim and they crossed over the Yardim on the 10th of the month of Nisa. And if you would think that they took over grain that hadn't grown at all before they crossed over, could it become fully grown in five days? Is that possible? Did they have grain grow in five days? 
Elamai, rather than the what? The Isle River, Odanka, must have gone a quarter or a sixth, uh, um, okay? And therefore, it was available to them uh, afterwards. Where it says, still, Akati, still. But okay, let's say it was a quarter grown. So what's the reality here? It was a quarter grown grain before they came in. That was on the 10th of Nisan. And in five days, meaning by that time it's the, sixth, the 16th of Nisan, it's fully grown. That seems bizarre. Ella Maila Khalamemer. So ready, what are you gonna say? Eretzri Khdiba. It's gonna say that the Torah that the that the Eretz Israel is referred to in Zebra Daniel as Eretz Svi. Rashi explains Eretz Svi, it's like a deer. Right, just as a deer is very swift. So the land of Israel also is very swift in the sense that it, 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 it allows its produce to grow very, very quickly. Hachanami, so here too, Eretz Tzvi Ktiva. So here too, it's about Eretz, uh, it's called Eretz Tzvi. And the point is that, the, that the, when it came to, uh, when it came to um, offering the Korban Omer, it could be that, you know, you're right, under normal circumstances, you wouldn't think that the grain could grow so fast from nothing to fully grown in five days. But it's Eretz Yisrael. What are you going to say? It's called Eretz Tzvi, so it's Eretz Tzvi. Now, if that's the case, that isn't is no longer a source for our idea about the one third growth, because if that's because again we're sort of acknowledging that Eretz Yisrael is sort of like miraculous in a certain sense. Well, if that's the case, then they didn't have to uh, rely on this idea of being a third or not a third. And if that's the case, it's not precedent for us to talk about the one third. So Gemara says as follows. Uh, so Matkif La Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina argues as follows. So let's go. So we're going back to our original question, right? Our original statement about the asif in the katsir. That was really our source. Okay. So can you really say that asif is katsir? It seems pretty bizarre. but it's written. It's when you gather from your threshing floor and your uh, wine press. The Amar Marin. It was stated. That it was stated that what did he talk about? What's the gathering they're talking about? It's the psolet. It's like the um, the refuse, like the extra stuff from the uh, threshing floor and the wine press. Um, does Rashi say something here? Uh, yeah. Rashi says for Amar Mar. Look at Rashi's second wide line. Shalim The Torah is telling you, the extra is you should gather like the remnants, the straw and the extra little leaves and branches and vines, all those things, and you use them for your schach. Right? It's not makavotumah. It grew in the ground. It's disconnected from the ground. It's a wonderful way to to use uh, to use things for schach. Okay. So that's so you don't, have to, you don't have to you don't have to sort of resort to saying that asif means katsir because we have another very good explanation for what chag asif means. It means not just gathering your your produce from the fields, but it also means gathering up the, the, the sort of like the leftovers from the threshing floor that you can use for schach. So again, so then we're missing again if that's the case, then we're missing the source for the growth of a third. So Amr Abzera Ham Yelta Habai Biadan Ba'ata Rabbi Chanina Shadavinarga says shoot says Rabzera this matter of like figuring out the third growth etc it was in our hands we had a good explanation for it we called the katsir it was all great and Rabbi Hanina came along and he threw an axe into it he destroyed the whole shot so what are we going to do it's so rather we're, now we're back to to to, to uh to the beginning, where what's the source for this idea that if it's less than a third grown, it doesn't count. If it's more than a third grown, it does count. The Gemara says, "Kedetanya." As we learn in the Brayta, Rabbi Yonatan ben Yosef Omer ve'asat etatvua lishlosh hashanim. Okay, the pasuk is in context of Shmita. It says that in the sixth year, uh, the the uh, the ground will produce enough grain for three years. Right, year six, seven, eight. 
So al tikra lishalosh. So don't read it as for three years. Ella lishlish, and rather as a a third. So the idea is that it's growth in the third. This certainly is what we call like a bottom-up uh, explanation. Rather, we certainly have this premise. We know the halakha is true, that once it's a third grown, it counts as uh, the previous year's produce, but that's going to be the source. We'll question that a little bit, uh, but we'll stop here. We'll see you next time. All right, let's go. Um, how does Rabbi